Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Chris Kidd, he is a regular here on the Price of Business. One of my personal favorites, a friend as well as someone whom I uh, really respect and love to work with when it comes to all things money. And in fact, we call him the money guy, the money man here on the Price of Business show. And uh, he's part of our very elite team that includes um, – several Nobel Prize winners, New York Times best-selling authors, several billionaires, as well as uh, C-level executives for Fortune 500 companies that are regulars, some of whom are regulars on the program, and he is part of that uh, team. Always love having you on the show. Chris, real quickly, uh, your website is chriskidd.com. Kind of tell us all you do for humankind. Well, I'm a financial coach, and uh, I got a, a really good description of it just the other day. So basically, I'm like a personal tra- personal trainer for your money. Um, you know, some people they go to the gym and get a trainer because they're overweight. They need to they need to get uh, back in shape. They need to lose weight and trim the fat off. That's like uh, you know getting out of debt and getting your finances in order and uh, cleaning up the mess. Then you got other guys that are in there, and they're training and competing, and you know the the big swole guys that you see that are uh, getting ready for a show. Well, that's uh, some of them may use steroids, some of them may not, but uh, I'm the the guy that helps uh, put your finances on steroids and uh, and and pump you up to to make sure that they're um you know the the money's getting the the biggest impact and and growing as much as possible and uh showing people some some tricks and tips that uh most people don't know about and uh not just about the growth side but the protection side as well so that's that's kind of what I do in a nutshell there you go using s n l uh, as an example you are the Hans and Franz of uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> we don't pump yeah, you wanna, up. I there you go. You up. <laughs> I want to pump you up. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so a lot of people are not pumped up right now, as you well know, with all the things going on with the Fed. They did it again, uh, raising interest rates, which is now no longer a surprise. And they, you know, and they're using words like pain to describe what's happening and 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 uh, will continue to happen, you know. And I, I use this analogy. I like your analogy. I use this analogy to talk about how the Fed deals with, uh, in, you know, things like inflation. And essentially, what they do is they treat it kind of like a medical doctor would treat cancer. They see inflation as a cancer, and they use really essentially a poison pill like chemotherapy, uh, which is not delivered as a pill, but you know what I mean, to treat mm-hmm. that, that cancer called inflation. And the impact is, you know, anytime we've had to get to this point, just look at the 1980s, the last time we had it on a significant scale, it, it always leads to recession. So we're now at the point of recession by design. Yeah. And it's uh, it's one of those things. That it's it's going to be painful. I mean, this medicine nobody wants to take, and everybody's complaining. You know, all the investment guys on TV and everything are complaining. Hey, the Fed's going too fast. They need to stop this and that. And we know what they're doing. I mean, they're they're trying to. They're. I mean, we're technically you know we're in a recession, and you have people arguing back and forth over whether with whether we are or not. Uh, that doesn't matter. They're trying to force one, uh, and and Powell has 
uh, has said, like the, the Fed chairman, he said he he wants to get the employment down. Like we're trying to to uh, to make it to where less people have jobs than than uh, than have jobs right now. Um, you know, they're they're trying to get that uh, employment down. They're trying to get prices down, and um, you know the way that they're doing it is is with uh, you know jacking up interest rates, and that's that's slowing everything. I mean, even uh, you know uh, uh, the affordable home prices have uh, has changed quite a bit uh, just in the last you know six eight months. Uh, I'm trying to think of when they started this, but yeah, I guess about six months. Uh, the thirty year note or, or thir- uh, a thirty year mortgage is now over seven percent. Um, yeah. <laughs> last year, you know, you could get one, you could lock in a rate at 2%. Now it is seven, yeah. even up, you know, seven and a half is what I saw yesterday. Uh, it, it's crazy. So it's making it way and Not to make people more depressed, not to make people more depressed, uh-huh. but, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a little older than you, as you know, which should make me <laughs> depressed. But then, no, no, anyway, uh, <laughs> back in the 80s, you know, I started looking at these things for the first time while I was in college, and we were going through that recession. And you know how much interest rates were back then for buying a home? They were double digit. Oh, God, yeah. Double digit interest rates. Yeah. And the Fed, the, the Fed has no problem going there to, to cool the inflation. It has, it has no problem going there. And so uh, it's, it's very uh, chilling. And so what I thought of, and, and we chatted about this uh, before the show, what are the questions people should be asking right now? Well, number one, the the first question that people should be asking is, am I prepared? Um, because stuff has already gotten ugly, but it's going to get uglier, I believe. Um, you know, do you have savings? You know, is there some kind of a cushion that you have uh, to help you be prepared during this time? And, and I've been one, I mean, I've, there's been a, a lot of people saying this for the last, you know, multiple years, and I've been one of them is, you know, cash is trash because of inflation. Uh, you're losing money if you had money sitting in the bank. Well, now that's changed. So, um, I mean, I saw the other day you could get like 4% on uh, treasuries. Um, I think that was what it was. Uh, just like... And before it was, you're you're getting nothing, so um, people are being they're actually being able to be paid a little bit more to have their money parked, which I'm not a big fan of just having money sitting there. I, I want my money to work, and I don't keep it very long in one place. But um, you know, right now you should have savings and to have some sort of a cushion to um, you know, if there's an emergency, can this can I last three, four, five, six months? Um, without losing everything, um, give give uh, give some of- real um, give a minimum number of months of savings. You know, uh, uh, an emergency fund, <clears throat> contingency fund, and a you know premium or or not. I won't say maximum because you know wouldn't it be wonderful if you had millions and millions you were sitting on? But realistically. How many months on on the extreme end should you be preparing for uh, reasonably, and what's the minimum? Uh, I'd like to say as a minimum like three months, um, and that's really a a low end on what a lot of people recommend. But um, you know, three to six months. If uh, yeah, I think more than six months is almost 
um, overdoing it because I mean, just the the way that I think and the stuff that I teach people, um, it doesn't make sense to have too much money saved up to where like, I want my money working for me. I, when I get money, right. I I have a place for it to go. But it is a good idea to have I would say a good three to six months uh, of just you know reserves sitting there. Uh, just in case because of some of this stuff. And then also, there's going to be deals coming up. So, you know, have some money set aside. Yeah. Even while you're parking it, parking it in a place that you can conveniently get it out. Yes, yes. You want it liquid because you don't want to, to, to park it somewhere. Um, I'm That's why I'm not a, a big fan of, like, parking money in CDs. Uh, like if somebody came to me right now and said, okay, you can put your money in the CD for, you know, four or 5% for a couple of years. I, I don't want to park it for that long. Um, I might park right. it for a month, two, three months. Um, but I'm not going to park my money for, you know, for a couple of years at this point. I'm just, you, you want to try to get something out of it, but, uh, have some money that you can get access to rather quickly. Yeah. Okay. Number two question. What do you got for us? Uh, am I in a, well, it kind of feeds in, uh, that last uh, part kind of feeds into this, but am I in a position to capitalize on opportunity? Because there's going to be opportunities and there's already some coming up. Um, right now, I, I definitely don't think that we're done. Everybody's been asking me about, you know, when they should come back into the stock market and stuff. Is it time to, to start reinvesting? And uh, the market's dropped so much since, you know, the highs and everything. And, Oh wow, that's a great opportunity. Well, yeah, but I think it's going to even be a better opportunity if you wait a little longer. Um, so if you get in a position, if you're not in a position to capitalize, try to get in a position to capitalize because the time when really big wealth is made is in times like this, when you know, like uh, the old saying, when there's blood in the streets, um, you know that's the time to buy. You know, I always say uh, buy fear and sell the frenzy. So when people right. were going nuts, uh, we saw the frenzy over the last year or so, especially like with crypto and stuff. Everybody was going nuts, and everybody was becoming an overnight millionaire with it. Um, and I still think that that's a, a way of the future where there's going to be a lot of money made, but there's uh, it's kind of like uh, the, the dot-com bubble. Uh, if you had a dot com on your name, you know during that frenzy, you were you know your stock's going up. But then, you know, right. there were a big bomb went off, and a lot of those guys went away. So some of that stuff's going to be gone. Um, so you got to be real careful and do your homework on that stuff. But and don't only pick one. I mean, you got to you got diversify in that situation and listen to some, you know, find some experts to listen to on that stuff. But yeah, uh, and be mindful of the fact that the vast the vast majority of those are junk. There's, a, there's only a handful that are really worth considering when it comes to the crypto space. And uh, yeah. I agree with you. You should really do your homework. Really appreciate the uh, question itself because, you know, the reality is, is that people make money in every type of economy, every type of economy. Uh, and, I, you know, I, and you are echoing maybe the greatest investor of all time, certainly of the last hundred years, Warren Buffett, who says, you know what, uh -huh. when people are scared, when people are scared, that's your time to, uh, 
you know, I don't like the language take advantage of. <laughs> you ought to take advantage of that here because it's really guys like Warren Buffett look at these prices crashing, and he doesn't lose any money on stuff he owns unless he sells. Meanwhile, a bunch of stuff he wanted to buy all of a sudden gets available at a lower price. Yes, and that's and that's uh, a key thing is, and that that's one of the things that I teach is be able to evaluate whether something is a good price or whether it is going down because it's trash uh, and it's not going to go back up. But be able to evaluate it because if you know you have a good company, and one of my uh, things here with this is you know have a ten to twenty year plan. So if what you're looking for now, you're not looking to make money in the next 6 to 12 months. I mean, if you do, great. But look at anything that you should be buying now between the next 6 to 12 months or so. Uh, you should look at that as where is this going in the next 10 years or possibly 20 years. But at, I would at least have you know a 10-year time horizon that I'm looking at for uh, for stuff to buy right now because this isn't the time to – you can trade markets like this. That's stuff that I've done. Um, I'm not going to tell anybody go out and start doing it in, unless they really know what they're doing, but uh, or learn what they're doing. But um, the time to you know to be trading back and forth, you can make money, but uh, if if you don't know what you're doing, it's best to to buy with a longer term uh, horizon because you've got more room for error and you have more time to be right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About to play beat the clock with you, um, and so why don't you wrap it up with a couple of more questions? Uh, just just a couple brief answers, or point people in the right direction, and your final thoughts. Well, yeah, my last point I'd make is, uh, or the last question that I would say for people to ask is, what do I need to learn? So, okay, if I'm not in a situation where I can take advantage of stuff. What do I need to do? So what do I need to learn to fix my current situation? If I'm, you know, if I've got a mess going on, uh, I've got to clean this stuff up and get out of it. I'm, I'm getting emails and uh, messages about stuff like this every day. Hey, my credit's messed up. What do I do? Um, I'm, I'm scared because of what's going on economically and, you know, my, my finances are not, you know, very strong. I don't have anything, you know, I don't have the savings. Uh, saved up to, to weather this, what do I do? Well, what do you need to learn? How um, how do I make sure I'm in a position to take advantage of it next time? What are the things that I need to learn to get ready for that? And then how do I come out of this, you know, stronger and uh, and kind of level up during this situation? How do I, how do I come out of uh, this period that we're in and going into and, uh, and come out of it in a, a better way so that – I know how to manage my finances, and I'm stronger um, and mm-hmm. in a position to, to do something better afterwards. Yep, and you and I have talked about it all, often. You are either a victim in life or an owner, and uh, this is really an important time to make sure you're on the owner side and not the victim side, uh, and don't set yourself up for victimhood. All right, uh, always love having Chris Kidd on the show. Chris? Kid, that's C-H-R-I-S-K-I-D-D dot com. Regular on the show, he is our money guy. Thanks so much for being with us. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business.